Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, what up, everybody? I'm Big Waz. And I'm Nando Vila. And we are the Woke Bros. Each week, we bring you guys lefty news from a lefty perspective, man. What does that mean? That means news from the perspective of working people like you and I. Yeah, do you think the Republicans suck? And do you think that the Democrats also suck? Well, you're going to like our show because we think they both suck. (laughs) Absolutely. So if you want the news, all Skrilla... No filler each and every Thursday. Please subscribe, rate, review wherever you get podcasts because the Woke Bros has their own individual podcast feed. Make sure you look up the Woke Bros, subscribe to us, rate us, review us, give us five stars, and say that we're the greatest of all time. See you guys soon. Yo, what up? It's Big Waz. I'm here on the Kicks and Shit Show. Check us out this week. What's good, everybody? We are back. It's your boy Gerard and your girl Gabby. Episode 58 of The Kicks and Shit Show. So, what is happening in those streets, Gabby? Well, Gerard, I don't know if you know this. (laughs) Yes, yes, tell me. What what don't I know? It is the 21st week of the year. Mm. It is the 21st day of the year mm-hmm. as well, it is also uh, the of junior 21st year <laughs> look at that <laughs> what a beautiful day summer summer solstice today is the longest day of the year which is really good because these streets are today. very filled <laughs> with work i was gonna say you got mad work back from vegas <laughs> still wrapping with my little obo shout 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 mm-hmm. to october's very own mm-hmm. 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 uh brought my friend who is not into sneakers on a whole adventure with oh. me, which more to come. Uh, the sneaker shopping in Vegas was quite fun. Is she now into sneakers? Absolutely not. I think she hates <laughs> me a little bit more. But it's okay. I, You know, it's a learning for all of us. It's a vibe, I man, went you to know? country bar for her, which oh, okay. that was a different experience. There were real live cowboys because the rodeo was in town. Oh. Can't make this shit up. You know, Vegas. I think people think that Vegas is just like, Slot machines and strippers and I mean, shots. It's, it's the desert, so there's all kinds of crazy stuff there. Like, like I went hiking. Right. I went to a hockey game. Like, I, there was, like, a lot of fun shit that was happening. Sneaker mm-hmm. shopping, you know? I mean, I, I wore my SPF. I don't know if you noticed. No sunburn, which to me, in 115-degree streets, very that impressed is, That myself. is a sign of a win. I, 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 I like it. You are, you are winning. A win. <laughs> God, here we go, buns. And you, you've come back with that fresh vacation glow. You're, you're, you're better rocking. than ever, as they say. Uh, as as they say, yeah, back than... and better than ever. As people say, I'm always like, better than what? Like, why? I don't even know what that means. Like, you're just back, right? People just back, and we just, and you know what it is? It really is like, you know, how you do the whole New Year's thing. It's like New Year, New You. No, it's New Year, same you, right? Like, yeah, you're a little older actually <laughs> than anything else. You know, <laughs> you know. Didn't do what you were supposed to last year. And, so. it's, and it's back and eh, pretty much the same. <laughs> back and flooded with emails. That's how I feel today. I'm like, I just need to talk to everybody that I work with today and 
give me the quick and dirty and then I'm going to put everything else in the trash. I'm just kidding. I will not put anything in the trash. I will read every single email. But I mean, but let's be real. You know what it's like when you come back from vacation, you go in your inbox. 60% of the emails, you're like, okay, I don't even need any of this stuff. It's like, "Mm, next. Okay, cool. (laughs) No, that's like when we used to be like in the office and there'd be 37 emails. Does anybody have a straw? No, I don't have a fucking straw. Does anybody anybody have a straw? real email that I used to get at my first job in PR. Does anybody have a spoon? Or especially if like the president of the company would say something like that. Everyone would respond. I'd be like, and I used to sit right outside her office. Yeah. So I would be the MVP being like, oh, you mean this? Well, but you know, it's, you. it's but, like, so funny that you it, stopping so thirsty. It's so funny that you brought that up, though, right? Isn't it funny though? Like that is how that works, right? When certain people in the company do an all email, how everyone, especially the junior people, feel the need to respond to it, right? And it's like, oh my god, if I don't, it's like, dude, they ain't reading this shit. Like it's fine, like whatever, all good. Yeah. Or if there was food in the kitchen, like that to me, it's like, I'm sorry, are we all starving and no one has eaten for days? Bagels that food is gone before that email goes out. Bagels in conference room 112. Like <laughs> people across the street are like, oh, heard free food. People, people great. across. The yes, street. I work here. You've never seen me before, but I work here. It's like, oh, so crazy God. the office culture, and I like, I feel like there's so much nuance that doesn't exist anymore and mm, may never exist again. Yeah, that. Yeah. You know, people, it's, it's going to be like, oh, I walked three miles through the snow to school. Like, 37 people emailed about a spoon <laughs> in the office. No one will ever believe it because it's so absurd. You ever do the thing where, like, on a reply, on, like, a, a, a chain, on a large company or whatever, and someone sends a note and everybody's copied on it. And what the person is saying, everyone didn't need to see. And now it's like, and people who maybe don't have context, now we're like, wait, what's this, whatever. You ever, like, respond snarkily to them, like, on the reply all? I mean, I may or may not have done that. All right. Well, I mean, I'm a savage, but not in the same kind of savage as you are. For me, I, I will reply to like my friends that are on there being like, why did they reply all on this one? So rude. Or it's like if you're asking for scheduling and one person's like, I'm available. And I'm like, great. Nobody else cares. Good for you. Would you like the prize? Like, stop clogging my inbox. And I'm like, that's especially like working in sports and entertainment. I love the people that I work with because they're performers. They're big personalities because they're not corporate. Yeah except for when it comes to emails uh, it's no. like the bane of my existence i'm it, like i don't need 37 emails literally I'm like yeah can i can someone cover for me this day no 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 thanks no it's funny yeah nope. you, you, when, when you work corporate that's non it's non-sports entertainment office culture is oh my god and we, we could have a whole lengthy discussion about email etiquette and like what should and should not be said on email and and man, listen, folks, got to be careful about that reply all. Don't want to get yourself caught out there. <laughs> and just don't assume that if someone's letter name starts with the same letter that you're emailing the correct person. That's right. I've seen some crazy shit in the day. Like, I, I worked at this company where this girl talked shit about her boss and sent it to her mm. boss because her boss and her boyfriend had the same lettered name. Mm. Of course, being a small company of all women, this got around very fast. Mm. So everybody knew. And then a week later, she sent something as like a reply all. And I'm like, did we learn nothing from last week's incident? Like, I just, <laughs> just check your stuff, people. It's okay to be detailed. No one will ever fault you for being too formal. And I know, like, I, I talk like a 16-year-old boy most of the time. But over email, I'll be like, yes, I'm glad to circle back with you on this. No, what a no. wonderful idea. I'll schedule some time on your calendar. Should you're, I see, see so-and-so? You're, you're, I love it, right? It's like your email voice versus your, like, Absolutely. office voice versus your, like, when you're talking shit with like, your coworker's voice. Like, it's... <laughs> It's, it's like different people, right? Oh, it's, oh it, it is 100%. No, that's, yeah, people, be careful with that stuff, man. Or, or when people, you can tell they clearly copied and pasted something and put it into an email. I'm like, oh. That, that drives me crazy. It's like you, <laughs> you couldn't take the time to read the email and realize that my, first of all, like my name is not Gabriel. <laughs> like you have to be so careful with that stuff. My thing is this, right? And like, I know I'm a crazy person because I'm a Virgo and I'm also a crazy person when it comes to detail, but gotta be, gotta be on your P's and Q's. If there's like a spelling error or something like this, it seems minor, right? Right, right, But like, if you're showing that to just me, how are you presenting the brand and how are you presenting the company? So that's how I feel. But you know, how have you been in these very detail oriented streets? (laughs) Well, you know, we're getting, we're at that stage of, you know, obviously it's NBA playoff time. So we're, we're at that stage where the basketball is slowing down, right? We're, we're, we're no longer going to be three, four games in a, in a day or night, right? We're done with that now. Now it's one game a night. Um, and then soon it will, and it'll be like every night. Cause we have like, you know, Eastern conference, Western conference finals going on. And then soon it'll be just NBA finals and that'll, that'll be it. But I'm um, good. Like we're, I'm, I'm now settled into the conference finals. We're going to have a first time champion, 
uh, you know, a team that's uh, win a championship for, for the first time in probably since the 70s. So it's going to be it's going to be good stuff, man. I'm looking forward to uh, how these conference finals shake out. I totally agree with you. And I think, you know, we were talking about this before we started recording mm. today, right? Is like the art of shit talking, <laughs> how it's kind of taken over basketball culture. And, mm. you know, we talk a lot on the show about how athletes are people, too. And I know mm. that sounds like a silly asinine <laughs> statement, but it really is true. I mean, if people talk shit about me and you the way that they talk about, like, even like Katie's big fucking feet. You know? I mean, that would be, no one's talking about how that was an unbelievable shot, whether it was a two or a three. Just like, oh, those big ass toes got him over the line. People, you know, it just, but, there's been some amazing basketball. Like, let's celebrate that. This is some of the best basketball yeah, we've the, seen in recent years. These playoffs have been incredible. But you know what the internet culture is about, though, Gabby? It's about everybody trying to get their jokes off, right? Everyone's trying to become famous and go viral with their tweet or their Instagram post. I mean, that's the goal, right? Everyone is trying to become internet famous somehow by doing that. And it's like, guys, like, first of all, you ain't that funny because you're using the same joke that everybody else uses. Right? It's just, you can see it, right? It's like, all right, like, I get it. And, and I'm not even like a, a fun police person. Look, have your fun and whatever. But don't allow, like, jokes to get in the way of, like, actual reasoned and smart basketball discourse, right? Like, and of course, I mean, I say that, right? It's like, that's kind of like the oxymoron. Well, Gerard, you shouldn't be on Twitter for reasoned smart basketball discourse. And that is correct, right? Like, social media is not the place for reasoned smart basketball discourse because people don't know how to do that. It's just people yelling from the one one half of the internet to the other. And it's just like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> yep, and it's the same people over and over again, too. And it's like, you see me trolling, <laughs> exactly. they hating, you know, like <laughs> Nothing but all trolls. the hate. But I don't know. I mean, there's been some really beautiful basketball this weekend. And mm-hmm. I have to say, like, you know... I'm a fan of my Knicks, obviously, but I'm also a fan of basketball. And I think if you're a fan of the sport, you can't knock the beauty of what's been happening, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I was a little sad about when my Knicks got beat by Trey Young and the Mm -hmm. Hawks. But Mm -hmm. now that they beat Philly, I'm like, oh, see, we lost to someone who's a really good contender. So, you know, (laughs) it doesn't feel so bad. And and I think Trey Young might be one of the best players in that clutch playoff situation that we've seen in recent years that just, like, isn't phased by any of it but you know i think like the games were so close it came down to so many like last Mm -hmm. minute plays and i think injuries really plagued a lot of teams like i think if Kyrie was in i'm going to be bold and say this i don't think the nets would have lost that game if they had their full staff certainly not that's i mean that's the nets injuries are the story of their season right like i know like knicks fans want to troll and like Whoever else. Not like, all Knicks fans. Not all Knicks fans, correct. Not you. But like yeah. Knicks fans want to troll or NBA fans like, oh, that's what you get when you're a when you're a manufactured team, whatever. And it's like okay. I mean they are a manufactured team, but, but not because of injury. Right. That's not that has, one has nothing to do with the other. Exactly. Injuries correct. are the reason. Everyone knows if that okay. team is healthy, they that series is already over and they're into the conference finals, right? Like let's oh, just let's... They're a video game team. They're like <laughs> NBA jams. Like the dream team. Like they can play in the Olympics as is without bringing other people in and probably still win if everybody's healthy. Like it just it's a super team, absolutely. You know, so it is what it is. But uh, you know, but even even despite that, we're we're gonna see some new superstars at the forefront, right? We got, you know, because again, it's not about people like us who are like, I mean, especially me, like super diehard, like I do it for a living, whatever. It's casual fans are going to know names like Trey Young, uh, Devin Booker, right? DeAndre Ayton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, mm-hmm. Chris Middleton. Like, they're going to, oh, who are those guys, right? They're going to learn about, because the casual fan doesn't know those people, right? Like, but that, that so that this is good. And, you know, hopefully the, the league capitalizes on a lot of these young players and young stars, like, being the next generation of, like, all right, these guys are good. I like that. And I think, you know... It's true that when you say that, like a lot of our big superstars are starting to age out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I'm I just put this in perspective of me because I I know how functional I am on and (laughs) off the court at my age. And a lot of these players are my age. Like, I can't even imagine. I think, you know, I'd love to see almost like a pros versus Joes when everyone talks shit on LeBron and everybody else on their abilities on the court. God, just play a little, little game of Horus and see how you do. You know, I mean, it's like. It's unbelievable, and we forget because there's so much talent in the NBA how good a lot of these players really are. Yeah. But they're not 22 anymore, and they've been out there for, like, some verging on 20 years. So for us to expect that 
they're going to be around forever and that they're not going to be plagued with injury is unrealistic. So I agree with you. I'm excited to see the spotlight on some of these younger talents that people might not know. I think more people probably know Devin Booker because he's dating a Kardashian. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of him being a basketball player. Right. Like even with his breakout in the bubble last year, it's like, that's the culture that we're in. Right. This like internet, quick digestible Always. society that Always. doesn't take the time to get to know teams in other markets in the way that somebody's a true fan of the sport really does. No doubt. And I will say to casual fans that are picking it up, hey, if you're going to want to follow, you can only follow one team. You're like, Gerard, you know, there's still four teams mm-hmm. left. That's a lot. I can't focus on everybody. I'm like, all right. Honestly, you can't go wrong on either side. I mean, focus on the Hawks and Trey Young and Kevin Herter and that whole crew or the Suns and Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton. Like, watch the Suns, man. Like, Devin Booker's so good. Like, that team is, and they play a great style, a brand of basketball. Mikel Bridges. Like, it's just, it, there's just so much excitement. And look, I said this on one of my other shows about two months ago. The Suns were, there's a few gambling folks out there. They were plus 1,200, I think, to win the NBA Finals. And I said, they have every element you need to be an NBA champion. They have shot creation and shot making from the perimeter, from Booker and Chris Paul. They have shooting and defense on the wing in Bridges and Jay Crowder. And they have an elite, defensive-minded, rim-running big man in Aiton. Those are the pieces you need to win a championship. And they got them. And look, plus 1,200. I mean, now the odds are much lower because they're in the conference finals. If you listen to me, you might have won some big cash. So I know what I'm talking about sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. No, I agree. And you, you've been talking about that for a while. And I would love to see the Suns win it. I think there's a lot of great talent that mm-hmm. is left so I'm intrigued to see how things go. To me, there's no clear-cut winner right now. No, yeah. it's Honestly, if any of these four teams uh, win it, I would not be surprised. Like, honestly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could say the Hawks probably, like, are the least likely of the three, of the of the, of the four. But, you know, it's this is weird. What we're seeing is sports. Anything is possible. Speaking of anything is possible, Gabby, we got a special guest coming up next. He is part of the Count the Dings family. He's also part of the Ringer family. So stay tuned. We're back, y'all. Gabby, we are not alone. We are joined by NBA culture uh, writer, podcaster. He is a fashion provocateur. He is part of the Count the Digs family and the co-host of the Woke Bros on this very here network with Nando Vila. His name is Big Waz, a.k.a. Wasni Lambre. God, that was good. That was pretty, that was pretty, pretty good. Um, Haitian Creole pronunciation on your part, Gerard. That's a good job there. Mon, mon, mon français est faible, you know. Oh, 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 Merci. Merci. What's good, my guy? What's going on? I'm good. I'm chilling, man. Happy to finally be on the show. I'm glad we finally freaking got the schedules right and, and was able to do this. So I'm, I'm hyped to be doing it. Let's, I'm ready. Well, listen, you are a very big and important person. As we mentioned, you, you're, you're hosting <laughs> the Woke Bros, which is, listen, if you want to understand what's happening in the world politically, eco- I mean, really economically, that's really where, where they tie into everything. And you were like, man, but I can't sit here and listen to boring shit. Listen to Waz and Nando. And I'm not just saying that because they're on here. Because well before we got attached to this, I was yep. a huge fan of this show. Because I'm someone who pays attention to that stuff, but I actually like it. If you don't like it, these guys will make you like it. Because they talk about it in a very plain way. And like, okay, so-and-so is in the G7 summit. But here's what actually matters about that. And you're like, oh, I get it. <laughs> right? Like, you make it real simple and plain. And you basically tell us about how all the corporate overlords and oligarchs are robbing us blind day by day. And we are letting it happen Pay attention, people. So, shouts to Waz and Nando on that. And he's also with The Ringer, killing it with NBA content, Fresh Fits, the, his new show. I mean, talking about these NBA guys, the latest one with Harden, hilarious, by the way. And his problem is he don't got access to that Nike collection because he, he <laughs> needs it. He, he, he does need the, the access to Nike. But listen, Adidas gave him that bag. So, he said, I got I to gotta do what I got to do. So, let's start there, Waz. Like, where did your love for fashion, sneakers, and everything sort of come together and is and how is it all tied to sport for you i mean i think for me growing up in new york in brooklyn and queens specifically there it's not something that i fell into it kind of just was right like everybody on my block cared about what kicks they were wearing 
everybody wanted to get fresh. That was like if you didn't care about getting fresh, you were an outlier, right? Like <laughs> right. it was that type of thing. It wasn't like oh, like this was something that separated you from the people you were around. No, this was just part of the culture that I grew up in, right? And so it was always about getting the latest Tommy or Polo or Nautica or I saw somebody in a vintage Chaps shirt the other day and I was like nerding out. I was like, wow, could have had a Polo shirt. You know what I mean? So that, that was... That that's just part of the culture growing up. Like and my family members for for sure indoctrinated me in all of that, right? Like you had to get a Columbia jacket, you had to get the Eastland shoes, you had mm-hmm. to get obviously Tim's, you know, you had to get a bubble j- jacket. Mm-hmm. It was like it, it was that was just all a part of my upbringing. And I would say like me personally, I don't care about clothes like my own personal stuff as much as I used to I think that's just come with spending a long time being broke while also <laughs> um getting older so it's like I I definitely care about it a lot less than I used to but it's something that I have you know that I spend a lot of time thinking about clothes throughout the duration of my life so it's something that I'm into um, it's funny you mentioned that. So um, obviously you are the son of immigrant parents and you have older siblings and cousins. So I imagine the siblings and cousins got you involved in the clothing aspect of it. But what role did mom and dad, family members and our older uncles play in that for you, if any? So, you know, like coming from being a first generation Haitian American, right? Like my mom's idea of looking great is hard bottom shoes. Yes. A suit, yes. a tie, yes. hard bottom. That's the only way a man can look good. Yes. To my mom, right? So she she was she she my mom was cool enough that she could understand that she didn't want me to stick out like a sore thumb amongst my peers. But to her, looking good had nothing to do with them damn Nikes, right? Like that 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 she was like, that's what bums wear. Right. And and by the way, um Haitians call people who like hoodlums who commit yes, crimes. Yes. Bums. Yes, correct. Not like they're homeless. Yes, but just yeah. they're just bums because they don't have a square job. They don't go to school. They're selling weed. They're bums. That's what bums wear, right? That would be the sort of vernacular my mom would use. But she understood that you know, in order for me to be happy as a kid, there were certain things that I liked that, and she would participate and and humor me, right? And not to say that she would buy me five pairs of Jordans because that was never the (laughs) case. I could probably get one. And then I was fortunate enough to be so much younger than so many people in my family. Like my brother's 11 years older than me. So by the time he was 18, 19, he had a job. You understand what I'm saying? Like he could buy me some sneakers, right? Mm -hmm. My older cousin could buy me some sneakers with her first job. My aunt would buy me some stuff. So it was about pooling the resources, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, throughout the family to ensure that I could get certain stuff. Like my dad, yeah, before the school year start, he'll get me some kicks, but he's like, bro, I'm not getting you another (laughs) pair. I work for my bread. I'm not getting you another pair of kicks for a minute so you better make this a good one right and then it was there was that and then of course it was hand-me-downs yeah, right like my brother would be like yo you can have these kicks or my cousin would be like yo you can have these kicks or you can have this tommy jacket or you could whatever so it was about again pooling the resources because nobody was rich by any <laughs> stretch of the imagination um and so that's how we got it man we had the dude the barter system you yes. know like <laughs> trading kicks trading I remember my man traded. <laughs> I remember my man trade. He had a Kooji hoodie <laughs> that he traded for a pair of Jordan 16, the mustards. Wow. Yeah, so it was like it wasn't even always kicks to trade. Yeah, it was yeah. like, all right, I have this sweater like that, that I had saved up for. Let me get those kicks, right? <laughs> like it was it and we were so conscious of getting fresh all the time as kids and teenagers and stuff like that. So that's why, you know, when it comes to the current moment that we're in with NBA players being so fashion conscious, Mm -hmm. um, it's not hard for me to understand Mm -hmm. it because this is what I came up in. Mm -hmm. And that's the same for so many of them, right? And now, of course, for a lot of them, they now have the unbelievable means to literally get whatever they want and look fresh, right? I mean... And it's this whole different level. It's like, all right. And for them, I mean, it's going to work, right? A lot of them had that same sort of like upbringing where it's like, all right, when I go to work, I want to make sure I look a certain way. And, you know, part of that's the performative aspect of it. You know, might want to impress a shorty out there that they may see in the, you know, in the spot to let her know what the deal is. But that, that, that part of 
because clothes so much of that is right is you internalize that right like how you outwardly look when you put on something is an intrinsic value to that right where you're like all right i'm you know when you're about to go to that interview and you're like no nah, i'm rocking this one because i know once they once they see these with the kick watch and you it your confidence is elevated right and you, you feel some Absolutely. kind of way and it's a beautiful thing gabs i know you got questions for waz about <laughs> Lots of things. <laughs> I was gonna say I love that you mentioned the Kuji sweater too, but like especially now that you come from New York and you live out west, what has been the biggest difference in style that you've noticed from uh, going from the best coast to the west coast? Tim's. <laughs> I'll, I'll Aside from this, Tim's, um, this is not a very style conscious place, LA. It's image conscious in a different way about like looking good and being fit and eating right and all of that stuff. But as far as getting fits off, no, not so much. Like it's it's not like <laughs> Soho, it is not, right? Like you don't walk down, you will not walk down Sunset or even something like Rodeo where all the high-end shops mm -hmm. are at and look at what people are wearing and be impressed. There's gonna be a cat, there's gonna be a chick with a Cartier bracelet and some Chanel shoes and you know, this the, the typical whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not like, yo, you ever be on the subway and see like a Korean girl and just <laughs> The craziest, craziest shit you've ever fit. seen. Yep. And you're like, yo, how did she put that together? Like, what? But it works. Yeah, Yeah, of course. But th that's never going to happen here in L.A. Trust me. Um, that's that's the main difference that I see. They're not as style conscious as New York. New York, it's like whether you like it or not, you're going to start participating in this shit because people take it yep. so serious in New York. That's not really the case in L.A. It's kind of just like. All right, I'm going to wear shorts and a t-shirt and keep it pushing or I'm going to wear the obviously it item, yeah. right? Like if you yeah. go to Kith right now, you'll see a bunch of kids in Kith right. or whatever. And all the same head to toe, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, there's not there's no there's no style. That's mm -hmm. what style is, is making it individual to you mm -hmm. and your own self-expression, right? Like I don't think you see a lot of crazy self-expression here in that way um out in LA. And so you obviously now at the ringer, you have the opportunity to do everything that you that is a passion point for you and get paid for it. Right. I mean, you're in, in, that, in that way, you're living the dream, right? Like the ability to wake up every day and talk about, create and do things that you would be talking about anyway, which your home is now I'm getting paid for it. Like talk about the, the a little bit about the journey through that and how special it is to be doing what you love and what you're passionate about. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy because, you know, I've been getting this question more and more since I got this job at The Ringer. People are like, yo, how did, like, how do you do this? How did you do this, right? And, it, you know, it's kind of funny because back in 2013, when I got let go at a job that I was working at J.P. Morgan Chase, mm -hmm. and my girl at the time was like, what, do you, what would you be doing if you could be doing anything? And I tell it all the time. I remember thinking to myself, I was like, this white girl done lost her ever-loving mind. Like, <laughs> only white people think you can just do anything. Like, you can just do anything. You can do anything you put your mind to. Like, do whatever you want. You, was, you can. I, 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 was, I was just like, I was, I remember, I literally distinctly remember thinking that. Like, yo, this girl, like, white people are insane. I can't just do anything. Like, I don't have the formal training to, like, do, you know, X, Y, and Z. But anyway, she was like, if you could be doing anything, what would you be doing? So I had that initial thought of, like, this girl's crazy. And then I was like, well, I mean, I'll probably be doing something in the media. Um, specifically sports media, specifically the NBA, because that's what I'm most passionate about. That's what I've always been the most passionate about. And she was like, well, do you know anybody in the field? And I was like, actually, I do. I know one person. And Amin had just got hired at ESPN. Like, and he wasn't even full time. He was just, I think he was doing like freelance mm -hmm. article type shit. Um, and I reached out to him because we have mutual acquaintances mm -hmm, and all of that. And, um, and he was like, yo, this is how you make a way you 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 want to be distinct you want to blah 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 he gave me a couple pointers kept it pushing so whatever um and then this is back when espn could give a fuck about digital <laughs> right right i mean they kind of still don't give a shit but <laughs> all about all about tv mm -hmm. specifically all about sports center yep. they didn't give a book what was happening any other place and so amin got his own web show called after dark mm -hmm. And he was like, yo, I want you to come on my show and talk about the Knicks. Um, I feel like this was like, a, what's his name? 
Woody, Woody was coaching yep. at the time. Yep. Spree cast yeah, days. <laughs> yeah, this is still around like 2014-ish. And, <laughs> and Amin was like, yeah, come on and do After Dark. We talked about the Knicks. And the, um, Jay, the producer, mm-hmm. and I don't think Jay produced the show, but he listened to it and watched it. He's like, yo, I fuck with that kid. We should try to incorporate him in more stuff. And then, of course, you know, when they would do the Friday show, mm-hmm. I would I would be at that Friday show all the time. And then Jade had me on one time and then he just kept doing it. He just kept fucking doing it because <laughs> nobody was paying attention. Right. Nobody cared about the bastard is the bastard <laughs> stepchild in digital. Nobody gave a damn what they were doing with these web shows. <laughs> so Jade had the leeway to do it. And he kept using me and using me and throwing me out there to the point where he's having me on pods with Windhorse and Arnovitz, who are mm-hmm. like, these are fucking Legends. journalists. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like with a capital J, like these motherfuckers might as well be wearing fedoras, you know what I'm saying? With the feather in it. You feel me? Like, but Jade just kept doing it. And, and he, and I was nervous and all of that shit, but he was just like, nah, you got to just. Do it. Do your shit. You have it. And, you know, again, I'm not getting paid for any shit. Jay's just doing it. I'm just working odd jobs in New York doing what I do. Um, Matter of fact, the last job that I had in New York, I was working with developmentally disabled young adults. Like, that's what I was doing throughout the entire time of this process, right? So that's happening. That basically went on for, like, two and a half years. And then I got of my first job offer for a startup here in LA. The dude was like, I want to hire you guys for a startup sports media company, but you have to move to LA for it. And that was the 2017 was basically the first time that I was getting paid to do this shit, you know? And then that just, that, whatever, that company ended up going belly up because the, one of the co-founders was a thief and whatever. But that, but that whole thing of being in LA, that begat, an audition that I got at Uninterrupted mm-hmm. for a show with them at Spotify. Um, we then started our own shit. Mm-hmm. We did start to count the dings, yep. which basically, I want to say five or six months into count the dings, we had our first conversations with the athletic. And then basically four months after we first started talking to them, they hired me and mm-hmm. Jade. They brought the podcast entity from us. And that was my first like, proper mm-hmm. media job mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and now you know two years after that now i'm at the ringer right mm-hmm. but it's all been you know gradual and leading yep. up to it. it's not like because to be honest with you if in 2014 you would have told me like <laughs> yo bill simmons is gonna text you now randomly <laughs> you'd be like what? bill simmons is gonna put you on a text thread with joe house <laughs> to talk about how whack ben simmons is <laughs> like you know like I would have been like, you're out of your mind, but you know, <laughs> it's all been sort of building towards this. And I always had the idea, you know, when you guys asked me how I get to be doing what it is that I want to do, I always had the idea that I wanted to talk about, make content in spaces that of shit that I felt passionate about, right? Like, I'm not going to do a golf podcast. I'm not going to write about golf. Shouts to everybody who's passionate about it that's not a passion of mine mm-hmm. and when it came to the nba like i've been so obsessed with the nba business since i was like six mm-hmm. i always felt like i could do it because i would come to it from a holistic point of view mm-hmm. and what i mean by that is like sneakers mm-hmm. and fashion and james harden being that little baby's birthday party before the <laughs> season while he's supposed to be at training camp like to me that's the NBA is all, the way I come at it is all encompassing. Yes. It's from yep. the entire angle of it. And yep. so that's that's always been my approach is to be holistic about how I cover, how I think about the NBA. No, it, I mean, it's I wonderful. think that, yeah, and I was going to say, I think a lot of people see this success and are like, oh, how did you just do this? Yeah. So like, I like that you talk about the process and like, I hope people listening realize like sometimes you don't get paid for doing what you love, but it gets there eventually. Like. It's a lot of work that you put in. It's really dope. Yeah, and the thing is, too, about what we was doing at True Hoop, like 2014, 15, mm-hmm. 16, and all of that. Um, like, the more I did it, it's so funny. The more I did it, the more sort of confidence I built and more. So I was getting better at doing the thing. And then I was getting followers from mm-hmm. it, like, I'm on ESPN's fucking website mm-hmm. twice a week 
talking shit, right? <laughs> and like I'm getting like my Damn. followers are increasing, so it's like my credibility mm -hmm. as far as somebody who can do it is increasing. And I will say this: people like Ethan mm -hmm. fucking encouraged the shit out of me. Was like, bro, you you got an aptitude for this. Keep going. Don't stop. Mm -hmm. Um. Nate Duncan, mm -hmm. uh, obviously Jade, who for all intents and purposes discovered me. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Zach and Tom mm -hmm. and Amin, like, they're not just my personal friends. Like, these are people whose work I admire, whose work I emulate and am stealing from them all the time, right? <laughs> like, so having those people, it was the combination of, because we all need encouragement, sure. you know, mm -hmm. no matter what we're doing, if even if we think we're good at it, like getting those words of encouragement to be like, nah, like you got something, keep going with it. You know, that helped me when it's like, damn, like what's the path to ever getting through this? I remember my first conversation with Henry, where he's like, yo, I fuck with what you do, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of red tape in Disney. Like <laughs> I couldn't just walk you in and be like, make him full time right now. They have their own fucking problem, mm -hmm. but just talking to Henry. Yep. He's like, nah, you have a perspective. You have a clear point of view. What you would bring would be unique to the type of NBA coverage that's out there. I fuck with what you do. So it's not like Henry got me a job, mm -hmm. but Henry was like, nah, what you're doing, there's a place for this within this ecosystem of NBA media. And again, that was that was also big, you feel me? So all of those things combined and they led up to, again, like everybody listened to that damn True Who podcast. Mm -hmm. Like everybody who really gave a fuck about the NBA yep, yep. and was on the internet was listening to what we was doing on there. So like the right people also mm -hmm. knew who the fuck mm -hmm. I was, mm -hmm. right? Like people that could put you in a position knew who the hell I was. So that helped, you know, That's and that's part of the journey. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, it would have been nice to just be getting paid handsomely from the beginning. Because <laughs> I think about <laughs> I think about the deal that I just signed. I'm like, shit, that shit would have been way more <laughs> if I had been getting paper, <laughs> you know? But it's all part of the journey, you know yep. what I'm saying? It's all, it's all part of it. And, and you know, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not somebody who's dumb enough to say I wouldn't have it any other way. No, I wish I was getting more paper back then because I'm probably getting more paper now. But yes, you know. It, but it, you know, the thing that I would say to anybody who's listening to this and they, and they do have a passion or something that they're chasing, it's just about staying consistent with it. And um, if you believe in what you're doing, and you're putting the time to be as great as you can at it then that's what you should try to do ultimately. And I know that sounds corny or whatever, but like, yeah, that's true. just what it is. I think if you, if you're truly, I, I really do think, cause like people think talent is just something that you naturally have. I think it's something that you build upon. It's, I think it's both, you, yeah. That you work at. Mm -hmm. Like if, mm -hmm. if you have a talent and you're working at it and you're making it better, you know, I, I just, I'll, I'll always feel like that shit's gonna work out for you in the end somehow, some way. Shouts to Capitalist Waz, by the way. You see, we're getting heat. Listen, he ain't no fool. While, 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 while he is about this socialism, like, he's like, yo, 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 hold me, up, though. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Here's the thing about being socialist, right? It's like... We still need money. That, like, we're still aware not, we need money. It's not even that. It's not that... What? It's not that I don't like money. It's that the people who have the mm -hmm. most of it need to share it with us. Exactly. Correct. Like, that's what it's about. Period. Like, Correct. hello... Come up off that bread. Exactly. I say, this, I, I, I say this all the time, right? It's like, you know, capitalists have done this amazing job of painting socialism. Everybody's standing in line at a soup kitchen waiting for oh. government handout. That okay, ain't what sir, it is, folks. Have some more? Yeah, yeah, right. Yes, yeah. that's not what it is, folks. It's that Jeff Bezos don't need a quadrillion dollars. That's all. <laughs> and, like, you know, I live in L.A., so the homelessness out here is obviously notoriously insane. You know, you're walking on Sunset in Hollywood, and there's tent cities right on Sunset Boulevard. Around the corner, there are houses that are worth four or five million dollars. Mm -hmm. That don't make no type of sense. No type of sense. None. That don't make no type of sense None at all. Like that, that dichotomy, that contrast is so stark here between the haves and the have-nots. Like it's mm -hmm. so in your face, the wealth disparity in the city. You know, so that's what my politics are. But fuck, shit, of course. Why the hell would I not think Spotify should be giving me more money? They got the money. 
share it. That's it. That share, share that wealth, baby. Otherwise, you know. <laughs> uh, let's let's get into some sneaker talk, Waz. Like, how are you feeling about the current game, man? Because you know, Gabby and I talk about this all the time, and this hype culture, of course, which we all know, and it's like, all right, Virgil's gonna release, and everybody's like, get so hyped about it. I'm like, guys, I mean, let's we know what it's gonna be. A zip tie on an existing thing with the back. It's a colorway. Right? That's what it is. At this I point, mean, it's a colorway. Cool, that whatever. Was, that troll was amazing. <laughs> I'm dropping 50 dunks and really it's just one dunk. <laughs> that was insane, bro. Yeah, no, but we put a different color, my little plate on it, and it's a different <laughs> zip on it. The same shoot. Oh, but you get purple laces with this one. That was amazing. And, and the best part about it is like... It, Virgil's doing like what he's doing is important in the sense that like the absurdity is so in your face. Like guys, you like he's telling you yeah. what it is. This he's is literally trolling you about it. He's yeah. telling you like this whole thing is a joke. <laughs> this is a joke. And people are just like, give me more of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so how do I feel about the current cult? I mean, like, look, I'm never gonna not love sneakers, right? I am exhausted by <laughs> the process by which you come to sneakers that you like. If it happens to be a crazy hyped pair, that's exhausting. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to always get kicks, right? And I'm like, like I'm looking at a random array, right? Like these new balances that mm -hmm. I bought when I went to visit, the, when I went to do a story on them. Mm -hmm. um, and they did bribe me because my man Mike... <laughs> Let me use his discount, and because it was Christmas time, it was up to sixty percent. Oh, okay. And I love these. I forget what these. What are these? The eight fifties. Eight fifties. I'm gonna get another That's pair. That's a comfortable shoe too. Yeah, eight fifties. I wore these shits to the ground. It's not hyped. Pharrell never put them on. Pharrell <laughs> never put them on. Jaden Smith ain't got nothing to do with these. I was at the Santa Monica Promenade. Nice. These Air Maxes. They was on sale. I think for like seventy five bucks. I said, yo, these are hype. I fuck with them. So I copped it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but of course, you know, last night I, I was at Delilah, so I had to I had to bring okay. the big boys. I just like a little night. bit too. Okay. <laughs> right. Last night I was at Delilah. I said, let me let me show these people something real quick. Was well, was how many times a week you be at Delilah, homie? Keep it keep it hundred. Once, once a week. I'm, I'm there at least once a week. Once a week. A crazy weekend because we just now we're just now opening. Everything, the bars back open. Everything is back. Outside to what is it. open. Hey, yeah, yeah, they they back to What it was before. Um, so I could see myself probably sliding in there twice every now and again. But I'm I'm in there once a week, and, and jazz night is something I try to hit. Okay. Every Sunday. So okay. so I try to be in there every Sunday for sure. What, what I love about Waz is that it relates to sneakers. Like he's like, look, the hype, whatever. If you find some shit that you like, just go get the shit That's that you like. That's all that matters. Right? Like I ain't worried about whoever is saying this is whatever, man. If you think it's so cool, get it for yourself. If not, keep that shit moving. Like look, the blue Travis ones that are about to come out. Yeah. I'm gonna try to get my hands on them, of course. Right. But like, I think those are hard sneakers. Like, I like them, yeah. but like, I don't need every single joint. That because, and this is the thing. This is how you know somebody's really into this shit or not. Like, if everything in your closet is one of these crazy releases, yeah, yeah. you're not really into sneakers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because if you are into sneakers, you could walk into a sneaker store mm -hmm. anywhere in the world. Yeah. And if they have a respectable amount of inventory, you're going to find something that you like mm -hmm. and cop it and mm -hmm. wear it and feel great when you wear it. Mm -hmm. That's just, to me, that's that's what it's supposed to be. I love it. That's a, that's a great way to put it. I mean, I'm going to go for those Travis Scotts because that's my favorite color, blue, and you know, got to keep it consistent. <laughs> right. But Gerard knows, I always say this all the time, I never feel like I'm cool enough if I have to do interviews about sneakers because I'm like, I just got some like regular schmegula kind of shit, but <laughs> that's what it's about. So I, there's been a lot that's been coming out in terms of like regular schmegula, but like what have you been liking that maybe isn't the most hypest pair that's been out lately, aside from those New Balances? Honestly, I... I and people are going to say I'm biased, but I think what New Balance is doing just in general is just mm -hmm. it's just mm -hmm. been incredible. Um, like the new 5740 um, silhouette mm -hmm. that they dropped, like that's an amazing sneaker. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that they hired Teddy Santis yeah. of Amelion Dor mm -hmm. to be part of their North American um, releases 
which I went to that factory. It's in Massachusetts. It's all immigrant workers in there um, with quality jobs. They work in a safe environment. Like, you know, it didn't make it into my article, but I think that's important in the sense that I know New Balance got in trouble for their founder sending campaign contributions to Donald Trump during 2016, which is whack. Right, no doubt. You could say that, that's whack. Mm -hmm. But like, these people have a factory, they're employing American workers here in America. You understand what I'm saying? Like they didn't ship those jobs elsewhere. That's right. They do trust, they do have businesses in Asia. They do have sneakers that they make in Asia, but uh, I think it's 30% of the sneakers they make are made in America. That's amazing. That's huge, man. That's impressive. Mm -hmm. And nobody love, really talks about it. I just love what New Balance is doing, just generally speaking. The shit they're doing with Jaden Smith, mm-hmm. I think it's fire. Um, Kawhi, signature like, line. I like what they're doing with the basketball mm-hmm. shoe where they're marrying. Like the other day, I saw DeJounte Murray wearing a sneaker where it's the new basketball line, but it's in that traditional New Balance colorway, mm-hmm. right? Like it's mm-hmm. not some newfangled design. It was just all maroon and I think white. And I'm like, okay, see, now they're starting to get it. They're mm-hmm. doing their futuristic stuff with the new basketball silhouettes, mm-hmm. marrying it with the tradition that made them New Balance in the first place. I'm just impressed at what they're doing because that third spot is always sort of up for grabs. Yep. It's always in flux. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is it Fila one day? Is it Reebok mm-hmm. the next day? Is it oh, New wow, Balance? Mm-hmm. Who is it going to be? And I think New Balance is firmly sort of wedging themselves yeah. into that third spot. Yeah. No, I, I think we're, we're at a sneaker big three right now, right? Like, obviously, we know Nike's who they are, Adidas. Like, I think New Balance, yeah, they, they are coming for that third spot. And I think they have the, the history and they have the infrastructure in place now to kind of put a stranglehold on it. And look, I mean... You're you're never gonna topple Nike. That's just institutional. Right. Don't even think about right. it. Right. It just is yeah. what it is. But, <laughs> you know, but you can kill in the third spot though, right? Yeah. Like if if Absolutely. you're smart about it. And even someone like Adidas, who of course they'll never admit it, but going after Nike, not bright for them either. But Jerry Lorenzo, right? All these important hires they make, they could again carve out their lane and be solidified yep. in because look, as much as we love Nike and Jordan Brand, not everything they put out is dope and hot, right? If Jerry puts out something fresh and I like it, I'm like, y'all, I'm getting that. Not just because Jerry's doing it, right? There's lots of stuff that he puts out that I'm like, nah, not for me. But if it's fresh, I'm going to get it, right? And I think that's where these brands are starting to sit. And also, it's very smart to attach a name to the products that aren't signature. So it's like the 2022 Adidas basketball shoe Mm -hmm. will technically be a Jerry Lorenzo. Mm-hmm. You understand? It mm-hmm. will technically be a fear of God, mm-hmm. right? Like that's very smart to be doing it that way because you're getting both. You feel me? Like you're getting, you're, you're attaching a name without doing it. It's not a signature, but you have the expertise of a guy who's, let's face it, he started off with Yeezy, helped Kanye get that thing off the ground. Fear of God is Ooh. a force in even footwear in its own right Mm -hmm. and the fear of god nike that he made out of here obviously like that that silhouette went crazy it fucked up the game (laughs) and so like you're you're getting that expertise and that cachet that cultural cachet um i think it's a very smart move but it's it was so obvious that this is the direction that they had to go like when nike and nike specifically go so heavy endorsement i mean um collaboration mm-hmm. is just like eventually the smart thing to do is just just hire these yep. dudes yep hire ruigi mm-hmm. hire um jerry exactly. hire teddy exactly. you know what i'm saying like eventually that was where it was gonna go yeah smart move by them for sure man we could talk about this stuff forever with was but we don't have all night people stay tuned because coming up next is america's favorite segment shoe and tell presented by another lane the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks, so don't go away. What's good, everybody? We are back, and you know what time it is. America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell, presented by Another Lane, the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks. Guys, I tell you every week about Chad and Adina. Let me just give you a little bit more insight on them. So they just recently, they're about 90% way through closing their seed round for anotherlane.com. And once that's closed, that means more work for their platform. They're going to grow it, make it even bigger, even better. Again, we talk about the culture around sneakers and how 
you know, it's all capitalism and nobody like is really in it for what for the love anymore. Chad and Adina in it for the love. They got great things. Make sure you head over to anotherlane.com. Check it out if you want to put your collection up there because you may want to meet with somebody else and talk about buying some of their shoes or selling some of yours or what have you. They'll hook you up. Make sure you go ahead and do that. Now, shoe and tell. Waz, this is your show, my man. Tell us what you got and tell us why it's important to you. I the first joint is these Black History mm-hmm. Month uh, New Balance 990s. Uh, shouts to my family over at New Balance. They sent me these made in America. <laughs> Waz so loves get, America, people. <laughs> so, so I could get xenophobic real quick. Um, the coolest thing about this shoe is that like New Balance wanted to do something centered around the black creatives at the company. So it was like for Black History Month, we're gonna let y'all design a shoe. It came with they did a whole line, had a t-shirt, hoodie. Um, obviously the materials on here is fire, the suede. I wore this shit once. Somebody stepped on me. And oh. I was like, all right, it's so I, I gotta stop wearing this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Cause that's the thing about a shoe that's white or cream colored. Yes. Um, yep. it's just tough, right? Yeah. Um, and I still haven't cleaned it yet. But yeah, these joints is hard. I just love I like them. Like like they gave you the whole story behind mm-hmm. the design of it, all the black creatives in the company who were involved, and I just thought it was a really dope shoe. So, shouts to the family at New Balance. The why behind it—that's what we love, right, Gabby? Um, Always about the why. Great storytelling. The next joints are these Nike, mm-hmm. the up tempos. Yep. Y'all know, originally released in '96. This was. Just when I was a kid, that was the shoe. I go hold you, oh, my dad. My dad got me the one with the one air bubble. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was I was corny for that. <laughs> and so when I got older, I was so hyped when they re-released these joints. Um, but in 2012, I wasn't able to get my hands on these, so I didn't get these till what 27, 2018. Mm-hmm, yeah. I got these. Yeah, I got these like three years ago, and it's still one of my favorite pair. I wear this shit all the time. Like just. One of my favorite sneakers of all time. And, you know, only real heads know mm-hmm. what's going on. Because they'd be like, 2012s? I'm like, yeah, yeah. boy, the Olympic joints. So, <laughs> the Olympic joints. Shouts to, <laughs> to Scotty Pippen. Shouts to Pip. Shouts to Nike. Um, my next joint are the Dreamer ones. Ooh. Listen, shouts sh- okay. to your Puma. Wait, tell, tell the connection, Waz. You got to let the people know. Well, you know, Dreamville <laughs> is my family. Those mm-hmm. are the, that's my family. <laughs> you know, Boss, Ibrahim, mm-hmm. Felton, everybody over there. Those are my people. D, shouts to Big D, Derek Oakley. Not just my left tackle in high school, <laughs> freshman football. He was also our center on the basketball team. So shouts to D, Derek Oakley, the whole Dreamville fam. Um, I was so proud when I saw this sneaker because I heard J. Cole was coming out with his own original silhouette and i'm like all right we'll see you never know rappers rapper sneaker you get nervous right they they went in on the detail of this and you can hoop in it and i think it's just a dope shoe and this is probably my favorite of this colorway for sure because it evokes the air jordan fours mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. like the, the the white and the cement it's just it's just hard mm-hmm, so i mm-hmm. love i love these sneakers so shouts to the whole dreamville family and not last but not least, man, the bread force. Oh, the man, bread you got to, you know. <laughs> the bread force. The bread force. And the reason why I picked this sneaker, because I used to think that my favorite Jordan silhouette of all time were the sixes. Ooh, interesting. And I'm still okay. a six head. Mm-hmm. I still love the sixes. But as I've gotten older, I've realized this is my favorite mm-hmm. silhouette. This is my favorite shoe of this Mike line. It just... It just looks, it's just perfect. Shorts, jeans, <laughs> chinos. You, you said you chinos. It. Not too, it's not too high. It's not too not low. Too low. It's, yep. perfect. it's just right. This is perfect. It's just my favorite. It's become my favorite silhouette of the entire thing. So this is another one that I'll just like, when I don't know what I want to wear, this is. This is. I just wear it with anything. It doesn't matter. So shout out to the Jordan. Gabby, did you just Goldilocks us? Favorite, is that your favorite colorway out of the fours? Yeah, absolutely. The bread is it definitely would go nicely with uh, it, another it, one. It, it would. It of would. Course. Gabby, did the you just Goldilocks us? favorite four. You know that. You're the total fours. That's your favorite. Did you just Goldilocks us, Gabby, with Just Right? Did you just literally? I absolutely did. Mm, listen. I Gabby locks us. Yeah. <laughs> 
God, this is that yeah. was not my best work. I'm no, sorry. not not not, not your best. Well, you know, we're, we're workshopping it. Um, <laughs> well, spe- speaking of, you know, uh, I want to get to a couple things real quick before we before we go. Um, Gabby, you recently were on Nike's Grail Tales. You want to tell us a little bit about the honor it is to be on such a prestigious platform. I was. I mean, you know, I say this all the time. It's an honor to be nominated. And then I never feel cool enough. And then add in Vegas on top of that. I'm like, how many sneakers can I fit inside of my bag and still have clothes to wear for the week? Like, Drawn knows. We met at All Star. I literally brought a check bag just so I just could bring kicks with me. Ask Drawn how many sneakers he brought. Zero, because it was snowing in Chicago. And I don't wear my kicks in inclement weather. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but no, that pair is always interesting for me. It's the, it's the royal, royal ones. And I just, I feel like I love sneaker shopping with people that don't know anything about sneakers because they automatically think you're insane, right? Like, you're like, oh, I want to go here. Then they're like, wait, there's a line? Wait, you have to enter a raffle? to win a pair to just buy them like you're like what did you say they're how much like my mom calls them my mortgage shoes and so like i know you said you're not a golf fan but it's funny i was in atlanta to go to the masters with my family we got tickets for like one of the practice rounds and i was like i gotta go early i'm gonna i don't want to take a road trip down the coast of my family love them respect them but i don't nobody needs like 12 hours in the car with the rosenthal clan like no thank you (laughs) So I flew down early and I was like, these are coming out. There's no way I can get the satin version. But like my friend, literally, I was like, drive me over here. Let's go here. And so we end up at the mall and it's like, what, noon? I was like, there's no chance in hell. I don't know where I'm going. I'm like supermarket sweep, running down the aisles. Like, where am I going to go? Lines everywhere. My friend already thinks I'm nuts, especially thinks I'm nuts now. And there was one pair, not on the shelf, on the side. And it was like. It's calling you. Uh, yeah, it was, the it was, heavens it was, opened up, and just for like you. the joke about ones is that I can never get my size. Like now that I like know a few people, I can like put in some words and get the correct size. But I've always had to take out the insoles and squeeze my little baby toes into a <laughs> six and a half because that's that's all that I can get. But I felt like it was fate, and you know, it was I was really happy to tell my story. It was like a crazy day. My friend thinks I'm crazy. She still talks about it when we do Thanksgiving with her family down in Florida. Shouts, yeah. shouts to the people who understand the idea of taking out your insoles because you got to get that. It's oil prayer and it's got to fit. Listen, man. It's, you, listen, you got to make it work. You get, you you, got, exactly. You got to make it work. You have That's what to you make do. it work. Uh, Waz, really quick. So you mentioned the fours, obviously. So on the iconic Jordan line, what are your top five silhouettes? So fours, one. Yeah, so it's the fours, the threes, mm-hmm. the fives, the sixes. Those are three, okay. four, five, and six are my favorite okay, of okay. the entire line, okay. right? Okay. And if I have to pick a fifth, it would probably be, I would probably say either the nines or the 17s. Wow. No, not the 17s, the 16s. Okay, okay. Those are those are my favorites. Like, I know everybody loves the 11s, and I know how iconic and influential and groundbreaking mm-hmm. it was. Me, personally, like, I like the shoe. Right. Don't get it twisted. Right. Like, if you if you bring some bread 11s here right now, <laughs> I'll probably rock it tomorrow, <laughs> you know? But, like, it's, like, that that shoe just doesn't speak to me in the way that, even the fives, and that's another thing about Virgil, why I appreciate him. He just exposed everybody to be so fraudulent. <laughs> like, remember when the fives, the, oh, those shoes are too bulky. Uh-huh. I don't like the, I don't like mm-hmm. the fives. No Virgil, everybody was Virgil fives, off-whites, fives. though. <laughs> All of a sudden, the fives is back. All of a sudden, y'all going crazy for fives? I thought they were too bulky. What happened? <laughs> so that's why I appreciate Virgil. Like, he puts such a, like... He shines such a bright light on the fraudulence of the entire premise <laughs> of so much of sneaker culture, right? Like, I've never not liked the fives. Right. Like, to me, it's a dope shoe. It's it's a fire shoe. I get it. The tongue is bigger than most tongues, and it's higher on your ankle than most sneakers. I get it, but I always love the fives, right? And so, yeah, like, the 11s are just whatever to me. Like, mm-hmm. the ones, I like the ones, yeah. too, but I, like, look. Travis Scott did something different with these sneakers, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wow, this is fire. This is like, like just the brown, the backwards check, the pink. Like they did something mm-hmm. with the sneakers. But I'm not, I'm not somebody who's pressed to have every single one possible. <laughs> I got, I got, I got some. Man, my ex actually bought me a pair of those green and black joints okay. that had came out, and I brought them back. 
I was like, I don't want this shit. I don't, I don't even like this shit. I like, I like. There's ones that I like. Like you should sold you it know. on another lane. But exactly. I remember my boy was so mad at me when I told him that. So he's like, bro, don't ever give back a pair of J's that you bought for retail. I'm like, son, I don't do this. I don't do the selling it. I don't do that. Like when I want a pair of kicks, like the, these breads right here. Right. I didn't get them on sneakers app. I just went right to StockX, paid the $50 upcharge or whatever it was, and they were at my crib in a week and a half. And I, I'm fine with that. I either get it or I don't. I'm yeah. moving on with my life. Yeah. I'm not doing the whole yeah. craziness that comes yes. with this. Successful, you're right. Well, because that is, that's the hype culture, right? That's not actually about, because it's not about wanting the stickers because you care. Because your point was, you know how popular the 11s are, but you're like, dope shoe, but to me, they don't speak to me. These shoes speak to me. And that's yeah. how you know. You're dealing with right someone who's like really into it. You gotta love that. I do love the fact that you your ex bought you a pair of sneakers and you returned them. Could that be why she's your ex now? I was <laughs> no, just gonna no, ask. No, no. That's what I'm saying. You be my ex if you return the pair of sneakers no, I got no, you. No, 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 no. It wasn't like that. We returned it together. I think oh. I got a different oh. pair instead. I, like, thought, I thought he was sure like, oh hell no, take me. I'm pretty sure with the bread, because it comes out to like close to $200 or something like that. I'm pretty sure I went on StockX and just got something else within that price range. <laughs> okay. You know what? I think I might I think I might have got the China Moons. Okay. China Moon LeBron 7s that had retro. I think okay. I had just got that instead. Okay. Again, okay. LeBron 7s, a sneaker that I personally like, right? right? There you go. Like, so when they retro them, I got them. There was no line. There was no hype. There was no this. And every time I wear them, I'm happy. You See? know what I'm saying? That's See? what like, it matters is there's a vibe when you wear them. Oh, that's all it is. And that's what I would encourage people to do. I love it. Waz, this was dope, man. We really appreciate you coming on. Besides the ringer and on his here, Count the Dings Bomb Network, where can the people find you? Yeah, I'm B-I-G-W-O-S on every single social media platform. Hit me up. Yell at me. Tell me why I'm an idiot <laughs> for not making the 11s the greatest Jordan <laughs> silhouette of all time. Tell me why I'm a... Of a, a complete dumbass for not even mentioning the ones that every single influencer and their mother now just ran into the ground. Um, hit me, get at me, get at me, Twitter and their mother. Yeah, Twitter, Insta, get at me, man, please. I love it. Oh, folks, thank you so much for rocking with us as always. You know where to find us. We are at Kicks and Shit Show on all social media platforms, and of course. We are part of the Count the Dings family and the Bomb podcast feed. Listen, we are here with Woke Bros, which you can hear Waz on, the original Bomb show, uh, Rap Names, Crazy Sexy Cool, Growing Up the Same, right? Listen, all these shows, we're out there. Make sure you check us out. Until next time, peace.